one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you've found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome to episode five. This will be of Coronavirus Part Two. So we're excited to have Shannon Weber back uh, to talk on the show. Shannon, thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me back. And we're also excited to be joined by TransFinder CEO Antonio Civitella. I get that right, Tony? That's correct. You All did right. And then Rick, Rick DiErico. You got it. All right. Awesome. So welcome, guys. Appreciate you reaching out to uh, share a little bit about how TransFinder is helping us uh, uh, transportation teams cope through coronavirus as it's as it relates to everything that we're trying to deal with. Absolutely. So uh, just wanted to, you know, kind of see what um, just intro you in and see what TransFinder is. I think there's a lot of people, especially when it comes to bus drivers and uh, mm-hmm. other transportation personnel uh, would you guys share with us just a little bit about who TransFinder is and, and what you guys do as it relates to student transportation? Sure. Well, we're a uh, we're a TransFinder, and again, thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, to join with you guys today. Uh, we are a school bus routing software company. We're located in upstate New York. It's in Schenectady. We have a, um, uh, an office in Austin, Texas, and we also have an office in Shanghai. China. So we're we're all over the world. Uh, so a lot of good things. Uh, our software, uh, our normal usage, obviously today things have changed, but our software is being used across North America to help students get to school and back home safe. And that's really is a routing scheduling software company. That's where our product is being used. But today our clients are using it a little bit different. They're using the same software that would actually would route these students to, to school and then back home safe. They're using our software to get food to those students that need it every day. So this is how it's being used today. Um, typically, it's a, an, an, it's a tool that gets used to determine you know, my enrollment, um, you know, where the kids, these kids live. But now they're saying, for all the students that need Every, they have a free or reduced meal plan and where they live. So they, they're looking at, uh, should we drive it to them? Should we, should we drive food to a, a region? Should we have a, a school? I mean, listen, you know, everyone's got schools. They could just say, let's get everyone at the school. And then there's food. Uh, it's the grab and go for each school. But there could be that if you don't analyze your data geographically, there could be one school that have a lot more kids live in that area than another one. So having a mapping system uh, is just as important now than it was when you're planning your your, your normal routes. Yeah. So I, I have a question. So when you're 
you take the information from the student information system to identify if they're a free and reduced lunch student eligible? That's right. Got it. Right. Yeah. So, cool. so our data, our data is extremely flexible. It's a, it's an enterprise level, which means it, it could have from one, two users to 30, 40 people at the same time. So that's the level. So you're right. We do get data. Uh, our clients will typically get data mainly and nightly, you know, once a night, as often as they think it's necessary. We recommend early in the morning, uh, data gets, comes from the student information system. And then, you know, during the implementation, as we start the implementation process of our software, we discuss with our clients, all right, what data is important to you? You know, what, what do we want to grab? What do we, what do you want to analyze on a map? And of course, free and reduced launch, that's always a category there. Um, you know, and sometimes there's other other variables. I mean, you know, special needs. Does a student sure. need a special equipment? So these are all important variables for a router to have to do their job. For sure. Yeah. And I've had some experience with TransFinder. My former uh, district um, used um, the software for about seven years. So grew a district from two schools to 11 with uh, the support of your team. So pretty familiar with at least the routing cool. piece. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, how many clients would you guys say that um, are, are using TransFinder at a national level? Do you have any idea what that number roughly might be? We're about 2,000 customers from the uh, United States and Canada. And we also have uh, some clients that have been piloting our software in the Middle East. Okay. Our majority of our majority of our clients are here in the United States and Canada, hmm. uh, and we have several states. Several states that we are, you know, the the majority market. We have the largest market share. We have our backyard is as New York, and uh, we have a significant amount of school districts that have software, but around. Two out of three school districts actually own software, own our software here in New York State. So we're we're majority by a lot. We have Texas, and we have other states that uh, there are we're the majority. We have Ohio, we have Pennsylvania. Again, there's there's probably about a dozen states that we are the there our software is the most popular one in that state. <laughs> but each state is a little bit different. They have different requirements, different uh, reports. So some products are better than others on depending on on the needs. But we've uh, we've found a very good niche. Uh, our niche really has been from the from the medium size to the you know middle to larger. And now we're really expanding our products to to even much bigger. And we have the Houston ISDs. We're using uh, our Baltimore is using our product. So even much bigger clients mm -hmm. are now seeing the benefit of our product it's pretty pretty exciting for you guys right i mean how it long is. how long have you guys been in i guess in operation or business well, the company is uh we're 32 years old uh, so this is my this was one of my my college project if i, if I say so <laughs> i was really looking for as an intern as an intern um as a as a sophomore, I was looking for just a 
just a, a part-time job. And uh, there was a company that was hiring a software engineer and uh, I got a job just in, and there were some cool ideas. Uh, it was one of my biggest mentor in my life. He was uh, a man that retired from, from General Electric and uh, he gave me an opportunity to work for his company. Uh, he had some ideas to, to be in the, the medical field and the school field. He had some tons of ideas and, um, you know, I just got a job. I didn't really take it that serious when you're, you know, you're 19, 20 years old. You just want to get a job and sure. it's happy. And if it's <laughs> fun or it's you're passionate about it, you know, I didn't even know what that meant back then, but, uh, you know, 30 some years ago, well, we got excited and you know, I was able to develop some cool products and uh, we slowly kept expanding. I graduated from college. I was able to start buying into the company, actually buying shares of the company. And in 2000, I bought 100% of the company. So, wow. and at that point there were six of us. So in 2000, there were six of us. So 20, so now fast forward the other two thirds of my, my life <laughs> with the company here. I went from six employees to now we have over 125 employees globally nice. so you know slow growing uh but you know what i love about this market is that it's all about relationship and we can't just like even today you know we're as a sales team as a sales organization we're trying to make outbound calls but nobody wants to hear that we have a, a great product that they can use today nobody wants to hear that they didn't want to hear that Three weeks ago, they, nobody wants to hear it today. Right. It's about the emergency, it. right? The current state of affairs. Yeah. So if you're going to call me, you're going to waste the, your time on the phone, you better have a solution because I'm going to hang up. Mm-hmm. By the way, I got to make a statement. Um, I would always get these robocalls on my cell phone. I Honestly, in the past two weeks, I didn't get anything. That's, a, that's a good point. I, I don't think I have yeah, either. I, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Because all of a sudden it's about make sure the calls are intentional because they need to be heard. Right. And and I think right. that I think that that's true. If if we're careful with what we put out there, our community or our customer base, if you will, will listen better. We believe that you, if you do that, and again, it's probably why I'm not getting these. Uh, you just won a cruise. Like, who <laughs> do you actually would want to go on a cruise right now, right? But uh, but you know, you always get these things. You know, a, a holiday getaway. I'm serious. Uh, and I was always worried about because I would get these phone calls that would actually resemble like my cell phone number, or resemble, or it looks like it's somebody from my area, my same area code. Mm-hmm. We're five one eight. So you're you. It's not an eight hundred number, or it's not a four number. You're thinking, oh, it's maybe it's my neighbor. Sure. Or maybe it's somebody next door. So, but now I got to tell you, past two weeks. None of that. Right. I actually now answer my cell phone each time because I'm thinking this is important. And by the way, nearly 100% of the time, unless it was a wrong phone number. It's valuable. It was really, they wanted to call me. It was intentional. Yeah. Interesting point. So, That's yeah. very true. Right. So when, when did you guys, I mean, obviously now that you're not able to make as many of those sales calls anymore, at least for the last couple of weeks, when when did you guys when does Transfinder recognize that you needed to have some sort of response to uh, the coronavirus? You know right away we actually and uh, we love to take hundred percent of the credit. There was also 
all of our ideas and we, you know, got into a room. But really, it's our clients. Our clients, before this became really a major problem in the whole country, we started seeing our clients posting online things that they're, they're preparing themselves, uh, how they're thinking about it. And some of them were just, you know, going out and literally posting it, saying, hey, we're getting ready. If it comes here, this is the type of things we're going to do. And, and I remember, this is a few weeks ago, we saw a press release, or it was actually, I believe it was a, a board meeting that the director of transportation was asked, hey, what's going to happen here? What are the things you, you see could happen? Now, this is a few weeks ago before this became a pandemic here uh, globally and really in this country. And I remember we're reading this and we're all like, what? So this, this person was talking about how they're seeing that, yeah, remote, educa- the remote education wasn't even, I don't remember, in that, in that article or in that meeting. But I remember quite... How are we going to feed our kids, right? I don't know. How are we going to feed these kids? Mm-hmm. And I tell you, that was something that I remember. And I told, uh, and by the way, on December 13th, uh, we came in, in the office. We already had um, um, the techno team already prepared. Uh, past, you know, within a couple of days, we prepared ourselves how we could become fully remote from bricks and mortar to 100% remote. So I remember 930 the morning of Friday. You mean, you mean March? It was March 13th. Did I say that? I'm sorry. I March 15th. Yeah, March 13th. Did I say December? Yeah. March. <laughs> it feels like it I was all the way back very, in December. Does it seem like it? <laughs> it does. Very prescient. Very prescient. Yeah. I would it's agree. March. Guys, it's like 11 days ago. Thank you very much. 11 <laughs> days ago. I feel like it was like, it was like, I think it's December, yes. didn't I? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Thank you. March, 11 days ago. I walked into the office. And uh, we already were prepared, announced that we're leaving the office. We're going to be all remote. You're going to get a box. You're going to get a box. And in this box, you're going to get a checklist of all the things you must bring with you. Right down to the keyboard, a mouse, HDMI cable. Don't forget the power cord. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, right, Everything that you need to make sure that you unplug here and you, get, you go home and you plug. And, you know, it was a big deal. And so... We did very well. By the way, we lost about 80 minutes between one call from one support call. We are closed. The last uh, technical support call that was closed the in the office, the next one that closed remotely was 80 minutes apart. So within 80 minutes, we already are closing cases remotely. So I think, you know, I have to. Yeah, kudos. We are blessed. We are blessed that as a technology company, we could have just gone that fast and we just did it. But I remember, remember I put, you know, there's a lot of ideas. Now, as I'm leaving the office, I, I'm like, I'm the kind of person that I like to, you know, I, I take notes. A lot of time I actually email myself. I don't know if you do this. I think we all do. I email myself. <laughs> that way, it, it's an unread message, right? Yeah. The things I should do, you know? And so I email myself, and I still have that email in front of me. And I said to myself, there's three things that I need to consider. Our clients that are, uh, are, are they're, they're installed, uh, our software's installed on, on their computers. We need to let them know, hey, we have an option. You could get them off your servers and we manage them for you. 
So that was one, it's called hosted services. So I wrote down like, man, we got to figure out how to let our clients know that because how can you, if you're going to, if these people are going to be working from home, like we are, how are they going to access their data if it's on their own computer? So that was one of my things. Hosted. Then I said, free and reduced lunch. Like, wow, there's something about this. How do we let our clients know about this? You know, again, there's this idea. And another one was communication. And we, it's called Stop Finder. It's a product that is, we created for communicating. It's two-way communication for our clients to communicate with parents. And then parents could go back and forth and communicate in a way that it's private. Um, and obviously it's precise. There's, uh, you know, we're, we've been talking about you can't over-communicate. There's no such thing anymore. So those are three things. And I still have my email. Uh, it, by the way, I'm, I'm, I, have, I printed out as March 13th, 4.45 p.m. I sent that email to myself as I'm walking out the door. I sent that to myself. I'm like, ah, something about this email is going to. And I tell you, uh, on Saturday, as we're, we're strategizing, we decided we're going to provide this product called Stop Finder. And it's a communication tool. We, it doesn't matter if you're a client or not. We're going to, we want everyone in North America to use this product. So we made it available at no cost. So anybody that wants to use Stop Finder as a parent notification tool, again, parents will download an app. Um, administrators or clients, or again, doesn't have to be our clients. They have another tool on their side. It's administrator side, and they could communicate. They could do so much. They could literally even say, in this little region, these five kids are only the the free and reduced lunch kids. And I think you know, you using our product, you understand that you could just on a map, you could. You could analyze the map. You could start drilling down. Maybe you only look at a certain set of kids. Maybe I buy filters, but so reduce lunch. Just can I ask? Those kids. So it just so allows man. it allows you to identify certain students on the map for intentional communication. Is that correct? That's right. So you know we call it like your last one, right? You're, you're creating a array, a, a region mm -hmm. with your mouse, and you can say, all right, who are who lives in this area? And so now all of a sudden we could drill down and then our our clients are saying hey let's message just those people you know think about right, right. there's so many awesome communication tools and, and uh, my son's school uh, the uh we get tons of uh, we get emails we get text messages we even get the phone calls that right. the principals really so many great things and uh and by the way when i know she's calling because i know she her message is always about two, three minutes long. I mean, it's <laughs> full information. I hate to answer that call because if I answer that call, then I have to take notes. I let it go right to my voicemail. That way I can take my time and then listen to it and take a boatload of, of notes. Sure. And if I answer it, then, oh no, I don't have my notepad with me. You know? So that's what we did. And I think this is, you know, we're, we're trying to keep, get the word out guys we're, we have this product called stop finder and we want to make sure that everybody knows it so now at this point what it did is they it elevated us as a company it elevated us now we realize that we're really big on communication we want to make sure that parents get correct communication you know let's not uh, create any confusion so we became really strong with this so a week ago we pushed really hard we've been now we're our clients are sharing ideas what they're doing with us. They're saying, well, guys, sounds like you're the 
you're the gatekeeper of this data and we want to share this. So now they're, they're sending us stories. They're telling us how they're using our software. And by the way, we don't need to hear it from just our clients. We want to hear from everybody because now we feel, and now we're, we're, we signed up for multiple weeks of sharing this kind of data. Well, and I think it's good for communities to know that in situations like this, it's not really about sales or competition. It's about coming together, right? That's right. Taking and care really, of our I, kids. You're right. And I, I truly believe we all have to do our part. We all have to do our part, whether you like it or not. And I think many people in this industry, it's their calling, right? That's why they did this. And so the early adopters came out strong, out of the gate. We learned from them. And then, obviously, they, they made things happen. Now, at this point, we've learned so much from them. We're now passing this information on. There are so many great things. So yeah. we now have a weekly webinar at the national level. Which I, that, I uh, saw and, the and webinar. It, we're, we're, that's right. It was on today at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. That was your um, first one? It was our first one. It's going to be a series of these. That, And, again, we're not just reaching out to our clients. We're reaching out to everybody. And we we would create an email. It's my story at transfinder.com. Just send us an email. What's your story? What are you doing? I mean, we're hearing people that some of our clients are using our um, – are using our software to um, to help these kids, kids of first responders, right? The, the police officers and the firefighters, doctors, they have these kids. Well, they can't stay home. So what they do is they go pick them up. They still have the social distance rules that keep that in, in, in check. They pick these kids up, they bring them to school, they educate them, they feed them because they realize these are not, these are special kids altogether. Their mom and dad are the first responders. We better take care of these kids too. So these are stories that were they're just they're flooding our our inbox and we love it. And some of them are are sad. You know, some people are some people are losing their jobs. Some people are not gonna get paid. Yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's around you know, the world, right? sure. Have you guys seen some a lot of sad. your have you seen a lot of your clients that have had to lay off transportation? personnel bus drivers bus monitors uh during this uh, time well we've seen a lot of our clients that have their own buses are not doing that uh, a lot of our clients they're trying to keep them busy they're saying if we're going to pay them let's keep them busy let's get them to do something some other clients realize if they're especially if they're substitute drivers you know, so if they were not if they're on a substitute level some of our clients opted not to pay that because they were on call already. So that at this point, if you're, if you're on call, well, no, we're not calling you. The biggest one is the bus contractors. These are the companies that are, are contracted by school districts. They're the ones who are having a tough time. Yeah, They're it's tough. tough I think so, every state yeah. too is handling it different um, at a government level. Some are, some are authorizing yeah. pay, some are authorizing route miles, some are not. So it's very, um, it's already difficult to get great student transportation staff, but now it'll be even harder. So that's really it. I mean, this is where, what a sad event here. We, we were talking about just three, four weeks ago, we we're describing, our, again, our clients were, were letting us know that 
they needed to cut some rounds. They needed to cut this. And this, by the way, we never had this situation in all these years. But our clients and really even our prospects that wanted our software want to make sure that they needed to cut 100 bus routes. Like, how can you, I mean, you're talking about 15% of your routes. How are you going to do that? Because well, of a staff well, reduction? That's, it's because they didn't have the drivers. Yeah. It's like, well, we have Extending to. Extending there. We already, so there were already multiple kids, multiple schools. They, the same bus had to bring them into school, then go back out. So some of these kids missed a couple of periods, right? The first first couple of periods because there's not enough drivers. Mm -hmm. And so imagine that, right? Imagine that. So this is where we were living for for a while, that there was a huge shortage of these people. They didn't want to be drivers. And, and uh, you know, the, the education was being sacrificed on some of these kids. And so our clients were like, please, 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 please. We need to cut routes. We're not trying to save money. We need to cut routes because... We don't have the drivers. So we did a lot with our clients. But then now these same people that we did so hard, so, such a hard work, I mean, they were dedicated on a daily basis. Some of them lost their job. That really is a sad part. It is. It's difficult. It really is. That's the most sad part about it, that there was such a huge demand for these people. And all of a sudden, some of them lost their job. Some of them quit a good job. You know, some of them quit a good job because they were promised more money or something else. There was a huge demand. And now those same people that said, all right, I'll do it. They lost their job now. That That's tough. That is such a tough part. Yeah. yeah. I think it's affecting outside of, obviously, transportation. I mean, you're just seeing it all, all over the place. And the crazy sure. part is the unknown side of it, right? How... How is how far is this gonna go? What is it gonna look like? Is school even gonna continue for the rest of the year? Um, you know, I, all the summer programs. You you talk about the high school seniors that aren't gonna get to do all their final quarter. You know, activities, activities, and... prom, graduation, and I mean that's that's what's really yep. kind of crazy. You're right. I'd like to know a little bit more about just you know the webinar that you guys did and uh, today. Sure. What would you what did you cover as far as topics and you know did you have a lot of feedback from that um, from the people that that did attend the webinar? Um, you know what were some of the questions that you were getting and in response to that? Well, I, I think a lot of them were asking about some of the state regulations, like what happens if the the governor in a certain state. Uh, says hey, you, these vehicles can go on a road. What happens then? It, even such as your inspection, right? Well, could I let if I can't have my mechanics come in to inspect my vehicles? How far can I let my vehicle expire? Right? I really lose, you know, not get inspected. Sure. And all these uh, preventative maintenance things, right? What's going to happen, right? So some of these things, we don't have an answer. Right, and it's different in every but, state, right? And you support right. so many states. But guess what? We're going to find out the answer. We're going to find out, hey, what, what's the answer here? Clearly, they're asking us because they're trying to get an answer. And, uh, and maybe th that answer could be different tomorrow, right? Sure, and it's very fluid. 
I mean, everyone was rushing to get their tax returns done, and all of a sudden now <laughs> that money's gone. pushed up, <laughs> right? You, you have to get your tax returns done, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's all changing so, very quickly. So really, whatever you think it's today, and this is where we are honored to now be step, stepping up to this role, that communication means whatever we said three weeks ago, we just can't copy and paste and send to all. We can't do that anymore. So... And it's communication it means you have to be very careful. You got to be fresh it to be fresh ideas, new ideas, relevant, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Relevant. You, know, you can't have the robocalls call my cell phone about how there's this great getaway. Press one. If I want to, if I want to do it, it's like, why would you do that? Right. Well, and families are uncertain and kids are uncertain right now. Communities and school bus drivers, they want to hear the voice. They want to hear the voice that they right, they recognize and that's familiar. So I think that's powerful too versus just kind of the um, monotone recording. Yeah. And I, I tell you, I think the uh, the larger school district, we, we've seen it immediately. They thought, listen, I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about the vehicles. I don't have to deal with the the uh, the drivers, uh, I don't deal with that. So therefore, we're going to send them all home. Some we're just not. Gonna, we're just going to lay them off, and some we're just going to say, you know, just go home, and I'll call you when I need you. So the food was more the grab and go, but many of them have realized it's a terrible service. They realize that a very small percentage of uh, a percentage of students are actually going in and grabbing this food. So they're realizing what's going on. Well. If some of these kids are in a position of having food, means whoever's taking care of them doesn't even have a car. They can't get there, sure. They sure. can't even get there. So you see, and this is where it seemed like, hey, I got so many things I have to worry about. I can't worry about figuring out how to get food to kids. Let's just get the kids to get the food themselves. But now that the dust, I don't, know, I don't know if it's even fair to say the dust is settling right now. But now like, the things that stick out like a sore thumb sticking out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only 30% of kids that need the meals are come and get it. Why? What's the reason? Well, so that's a, another big story. That's a huge uh, sad story that how many kids now are, are, are hungry? They're hungry. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. They really are hungry. They're hungry. Let's not think about how they're hungry and they're even trying to learn remotely. I mean, that's... That's such a you put those two th- those two items together, that that can be successful. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed a lot of schools realizing, wait a minute, we got drivers, we got vehicles, we know the safe location to drop off the food. We have technology, and again, it's great that they're using our software, but you could do this with other products. Sure, kids can walk so, to their bus stop and get their breakfast and it. lunch. Right, I understand. Right. And now, at this point, we're seeing a huge transition to grab and go to let's start delivering food to these people. Because I know personally, uh, superintendent here uh, locally, uh, it's the city of Schenectady, and uh, he decided a long time ago, about seven years ago, when he became the superintendent here, he came from, I think, the western part of New York. When he came here, he determined that as an urban district, so many students were free reduced lunch that he decided to give it to everybody. 
everyone gets breakfast and lunch. Every it doesn't matter because he felt like this is crazy that I'm gonna just have a, you know, five percent don't get it. Again, I don't know the numbers. I'm just, I'm sure. just saying it's a very small percentage. And I remember talking to him, and he's a great client. Scranton was our very first client, so you know we have a very good relationship. Um, and I remember him so many times that during the holidays, you know, the Christmas and New Year's, during those holidays, the, the vacation that we all go home. And I remember as being a little kid, like, oh, it's great. We got the whole week and a half off. And it all depends when Christmas, how it felt. Like, we could have two full weeks off. As, you know, as I was all excited, I didn't realize, and especially today, those are the, those are the holidays that it hurts his heart. Kids go home. While most kids get all excited, it's going to be Christmas or whatever holiday you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're celebrating. You go home, there's no food. So they tried their best on giving them backpacks. Just They're like, wow, they're going to be two weeks with no food. While the whole rest of the world is, is celebrating. celebrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a long vacation. right? Like maybe there's a Monday. It's so an extended weekend. Horrible weekends for him. He hates it. Yeah. It's like, oh, how many kids are going to go hungry now? It's like, wow. Right. And so now. Remember it... being kids? Remember being kids okay. when it was like a, <laughs> when it was a Monday? You're like, oh, great. We get yeah, no school. Yeah. You got no school on Monday. Right. Or a snow day. So, how about that? Right. We get snow day. Oh, yeah. No snow. Those kids are not eating tonight. We don't know what snow is out here in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. But, but you know, and I tell you, I never, I always knew about this, of course. We, we know these stories. But now the meal deliveries, it's front and center. Yep. Front and center. Well, yeah. especially now that his families are going to be impacted financially even more through business closures, et cetera. Yeah. Right. So right. it's going to be a bigger issue. So that's good stuff. Good stuff. So through your story or the my story email that you have set up, what's the, so far? What's the most creative thing uh, that's been shared with uh, your team that uh, people have come up with to aid in at the, in this time? Have you heard of any so far? I mean, there's several. I think one of one of the again one of the creative one is to pick up those students that are. They're the first responders kids. I thought that was a great story that was shared. I thought it was a good one. Uh, The other ones is really how to leverage the social media. You know, if you're going to use our software, well, maybe you let them know that, hey, we're going to do this. We're we're going to, uh, uh, there's going to be food for you guys. And then, of course, the ones that are using our communication app, it's even more precise. So they're just using everything. And we're seeing our clients utilizing our software. And also, and they deserve it. They deserve to, to pound their chest saying, you know, I'm keeping my drivers working. And and they're proud of it. And they want to share this with everyone saying, hey, you know, they're, they don't have to be home. Or they don't have to be unemployed. You know, they don't have to be. And uh, so, so these are the really good stories. So for... um. For the um, communication piece that TransFinder is offering to districts who are not current customers, how might they reach out to you all via the website and the contact us button? Yeah. So we have multiple ways to go on our webpage. We also have a site completely 
around these best practices, all of it. So it's a, and our webpage gives us a, a quick link to that. And there's tons of stories and we're updating that. But of course, this is, a, it's called Stop Finder. And we did create a, a, another email address. It's called freestopfinder.com. Uh, I'm sorry, freestopfinder at transfer.com. You email that. We're, and of course, we're promoting that with our clients and our prospects. Yeah. And listen, it doesn't matter. If you have another, another product, it's okay. And then, by the way, if you have another product and you're doing this, great. You want to share with us? We'll let everyone else know that you're using Brand X in that way. It's okay. Sure. You know, it's okay. It's a time to come together you know? for sure. That's it. We're doing our part. That's it. So it's okay. You know, this is at this point, we want to be part of sharing the good news, the good ideas, the creative ideas. And, uh, we can't expect that everyone's out there strategizing. And and why you got to rethink it? If someone already did it, let's just use it. Let's borrow that idea. Right. Share the share the wealth. Be partners for sure. And you know, this is the this is the this is the industry. We all talk about having school bus yellow run through our vein. This is it. Right. This is why. Mm-hmm. True story. Because it is really it really is a community that comes together and they share things. And yeah. some people are better than others sharing ideas. And so that's our, we're, we, we're taking that as our responsibility to get it and share it. Nice. Good, bad, and ugly. We want to do it all. Right. We, and we've all done good, bad, and ugly, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is true. Awesome. <laughs> so, Tony, can you uh, just, if you could, if you're able to anyways, can you share what are some of the next planning stages um, or, or things that TransFinder might have in the works that you guys are working on now from home uh, to provide guidance, continued guidance to transportation teams as we obviously navigate these un- uncertain times and uncharted waters? You know, I love it because I think if you ask me that question, a month ago, I would have already said, here's what's going to happen a month from now. It's going to happen two months from now. I would actually give you a whole roadmap right now to tell you what we're going to do three days from now is is just insane. The, my plan is to stay agile, is to react and try to be ahead. Try to see something that's in front of us. Uh, to plan a week from now, two weeks from now, I don't think we could do that. If you asked me that question a month ago, I would have given you a full roadmap. Right. It's kind of a put out the would, biggest fire first. But right now to get a roadmap to you, uh, I'm completely guessing. And really, it's almost like I tell people, can you imagine if you had to instruct somebody that you're going to play chess, right? You're Both of you are going to play chess. I'm going to tell you, hey, here's the next 10 moves you should do in chess. Well, if you know how to play chess, you can't predict the next 10 moves because based on your opponent's move, your your move is going to be different. Right. So right. there's no possible way you could even have the 10th move figured out already. You have to adjust and be agile. So that, it, it, what the plan for transponder is to continue to be agile. That's really it. Nice. That is that is the only plan that we could assure hey, everybody. Sure. Right? Go ahead. Yes. Tony. Did you mention uh, day one where you've been telling the uh, staff? Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. So there's this uh, Jeff Bezos. Um, 
again, being an entrepreneur, and that's something that uh, I never even knew that's what I was. I don't know, an entrepreneur, I don't know. That means you, you work hard. What does that mean? So I had to learn that uh, throughout the years, what that means. But So I've been using this day one. So I'll tell you what day one means. Day one was a uh, something that Jeff Bezos um, shared. He actually shared a letter to his board, and he talked about how day one mentality. It's how you got to be obsessed about being this startup company. Treat your company as if it's the first day. You know, you're in this figure out mode, right? It's day one. And it's it's always like day one means you got to experiment and you got to be okay failing. You got to plant some seeds. Mm-hmm. You got to sometimes double down on something. Hey, if you really believe on that, well, double down. But the whole idea is you have to be completely customer obsessed. I mean, you got to take care of your customers. Sure. So day one is is what we we I've been calling since we've been a remote company. I send out an email every single night, talk about day one, and it's still day one. We doing day one again. That's day right. One. It's day one. I can't say because you know why? Because as soon as I start saying it, I hate to say. I hope I don't have to send an email like. All right, day two now. Day two is not good. <laughs> no, I would agree. I like it. It's, and by the way, I started with 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. I realized I'm going to run out of numbers. <laughs> so now I'm like, so now I'm like, so last night I did 1.x. Like, it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, what, do I miss a number? Do I, do I count weekends and holidays? You know, something, it's 1.x. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like day because one. It is. It is being agile and it is that mentality that, and it's very hard, very hard because how do you expect the entire company to, to, to behave and act as if it's a startup company? Even for student transportation teams, it will definitely be a new beginning, right? No matter if it's next week or next school sure. year, it's, it's going to be a whole new start for sure. Mm-hmm. We're all taking right. new new guidance every every day, right? Everything something changes every day, and so we have to figure out how to. I think so. How to get around but it? Imagine, how to overcome yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. Imagine though, when we all go back, and everyone treats their job as day one. Every remember the first day of any job. And by the way, we started when we bring on new employees. What's the right thing to do? We always bring them on a Monday morning. Like Monday morning. That's like so business. So we start a new <laughs> new policy at the office. We bring a new employee. We start them on a Friday. They you come in on one Friday day and a morning, weekend. Like, <laughs> they get a little yeah, taste you know, and then they. <laughs> they're like, you know why? They come in it's like, this is not bad at all. This is a fun company. It's a weekend. Wow. <laughs> this is great. So Friday, you know, it's not the most productive day of the of the week. So therefore, they get to see everybody go out to lunch. They're like happy. They're talking about what's going to happen the weekends. So this new employee thinking, wow, this is a fun company. And when you start on Monday, yeah, good. Nice to meet you. There's your desk. I'll talk to you Friday. Hope you do well. Right? <laughs> so it's yeah, definitely it's about culture for sure. <laughs> All right. A little bit tough on, on the pay because then, you know, is it one day out of five? You know, how do you pay this person? Right. right. So what? A little bit tough on the HR side, but man, 
starting day one is a Friday at Transfunner, and it's it's fun. We gotta have some fun along the way. Yes, we do. So I think uh, I think we got all the questions answered so far. Uh, I I want to commend you guys on everything that you are doing. Um, you know, I follow you guys on Facebook and your Facebook page, and seeing all the information that you're out there sharing and um, you know, I think that's pretty awesome stuff that you're doing and excited. Hopefully you guys can figure out how to share more of those stories out there to your, uh, social media accounts. For sure. Um, building some momentum. And yeah, yeah. And Eric, well, Eric, it's on there. If you go on our website, it is on our, and our Facebook is there. We're going to, again, that's our goal is to keep things fresh. Yeah, our like news it. from two weeks ago is already old, old news. Right, it's pretty fluid. And and then as I had shared, I was a former customer of Transfinder, so happy to get to um, put some voices with some names, gentlemen. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, thank you for thank you for the opportunity today. Yeah, we absolutely. Really, and we'll be yeah, looking so forward to your webinars. That uh, you said those are going to be weekly, correct? Yeah, of course. Awesome. So wonderful. Well, we'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up here. I appreciate you guys' time and uh, been very interesting to talk to you both. And uh, we we thank you again. Thank you for your time. And hopefully uh, we'll get some good feedback and stay safe. And uh, I think you guys are on lockdown. Is that correct? Like complete state yeah. lockdown? Yep. So yeah, yeah, we, we haven't got there yet in Arizona, but uh, it may be coming. So, you know. All right. Well, hopefully talk well, guys, soon and safe. stay Take connected. Stay yep. Thank you. Uh, Take care. Thank Bye. you very much. Adios. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye. Adios. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. <laughs> And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.